Hello and welcome to Southside Church Podcast. For information about our church located in Cape Town, South Africa, go and check out our website, southsidechurch.co.za. We trust that the message would inspire you today. Amen. Amen. And so, so I'm super excited to veil the theme word for today. You know, like on the Advent calendars when you open them, I have a German friend. I was at his house on Friday and he got a, a calendar from Germany and it said 18 plus on the, on the calendar. I was like, whoa. And then he hadn't opened it and we were already like on the fourth or whatever. So he had the first, second, third and fourth to open. So I was like, I'm scared. Like, what is he going to open here? It's 18 plus. It was just liqueur in the middle of German chocolate, typical of the Germans. And so they have Advent calendars, and in the same way, each week we like unveil a word like the Advent calendars, we lead up to the arrival of Christ and Christmas. And so today I'm so excited for the word, you know, like love, joy, hope, peace, all that. Are you guys ready for the first word? So today we're trusting God, and we're going to be preaching in to the joyous... Oh, okay. Um, that thing. So, so for those that can't see on the advent here because our screens aren't working, the, the word is despair. I'm like, come on, like jolly Christmas, like you open the advent chocolate, like the word is despair. The reality is none of us expected that, did we? But then again, we didn't expect much of what ended up being our experience in this last year. And for many people, Christmas this year is weird. For many people where there was joy and hope and love and all these pretty words, they're actually more realistically experiencing things like despair. And despair means a complete loss of hope and joy. For many of us going into Christmas, there is a lot of loss this year. There's a lack of the joy we may have experienced last year. There might be the anxious tension as we hold on to hope for a better year in 2021. And so for you and I, even though we're trying to embrace the Christmas spirit, it's underlined by these feelings of uncertainty and fear. I know there are people this year that will have that one seat empty at the dinner table. The people which usually would have now had a bonus and felt confident about the Christmas season. And this year, they've had to tell the kids it's going to be very different. There is despair. Now, I don't know how many of you enjoy rugby, okay? I love my rugby. And I'm a violent parent at the school. I, like, lose my salvation. It's terrible. I'm like, Joel, low and hard. And then I see, praise the Lord, brother. Turn the other cheek. You know what I mean? I don't know if any of you have ever watched the documentary Chasing the Sun. I cried. I cried. I was like crying and all emotional watching Chasing the Sun. And it took me back to my memory of the World Cup, South Africa versus England. And, and, And in that moment, in the last few minutes, I was feeling a sense of despair watching South Africa versus England. Because I still knew there was the potential that we could lose. You know, we were the underdogs the whole time. And I was sitting on the edge of my seat in those last five minutes, nervous and anxious. And I'm sitting there watching and, and kind of there are these tense moments. And then 
in the middle of all of this, my father-in-law comes strolling, relaxed and content down the passage to stand at the edge of the lounge and watch us in a panic, in the despair of waiting for the final moments, kind of in this fear. And, 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 and it's weird because I'm standing there and I'm like, why does he have a flipping smirk on his face? Why does he look so relaxed and full of joy when I'm in the midst of despair and anxiety over whether we're going to win? Well, the answer was that he was watching the broadcast of the game that was a few minutes ahead of the broadcast I was watching, streamed on DSTV from a friend's house. And the reason that he could sit in that scenario with a sense of peace and joy was because he knew how the story ended. <laughs> it's like, hey, hey, I'm all good. You know, like, yeah, it's tense for you waiting there, but I- I'm all good because I know how the story ends. While, while I was enduring the final moments of the game, almost feeling unable to watch, he had this joy while I, I felt despair. The end of the game was already set before him. He already knew. It's already set before me. I know exactly how this ends. Now, I want us to take that principle into a more serious space. Because in the New Testament book of Hebrews, chapter 12, verse 2, the word joy is used in the midst of Jesus enduring a period of what seemed to be despair. It tells us in Hebrews 12, verse 2, that you should turn off your cell phones in church. (laughs) Whoever had this off and on, we're having a joke with you. We love you. <laughs> Hebrews 12 verse 2 says this. It says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. So here we see Jesus in the despair and the suffering that was about to come with the cross yet it speaks about joy in the same place. And here's the interesting thing. It was the coming joy that allowed Jesus to endure his present pain. He knew how the story would end. The ending was set before him in which there was a deliverance waiting on the other side of his despair. You see, Joy can exist ahead of us without having to be around us. If you're a follower of Jesus, there can be a joy that exists before your life while there's no joy around you. And that is why in the Old Testament book of Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10, we read that famous portion of scripture that says the joy of the Lord is my strength. That's why. Because as a follower of Jesus, just because there's no joy around me doesn't mean there's not joy set before me. Therefore, it might be the joy set before me that gives me the power to endure the suffering in my presence. And that is why the joy of the Lord can be your strength. 
The context of that scripture is from Nehemiah, in which Nehemiah was leading the people in the process of uh, restoring the walls of Jerusalem after they'd been in ruins for many years. The enemy was coming against their work at this point in time, and they needed to endure through it. The joy of the finished work of the wall before them gave them strength to endure when the enemy was present around them. And that's why he said, the joy of the Lord is my strength. It wasn't because they weren't in a place of despair at Christmas time. It was because in the midst of it, the joy of the Lord went before them. And that gave them the strength to pursue and push through. The joy of the Lord is required to walk the road of restoration because in order to access the resurrection power, we all need to endure the suffering of the cross. The joy of the Lord is required for you and I to walk the road to restoration. We need the joy of the Lord to be our strength in order to endure that road toward restoration. Because in order to access the resurrection power we seek, it always requires enduring the suffering of the cross. That is a kingdom principle and it's truth of the human experience. And 2 Corinthians 4, 9 to 14 emphasizes this when it says, we are persecuted by others, but God has not forsaken us. We may be knocked down, but not out. We continually share in the death of Jesus in our own bodies, the process of the cross, so that the resurrection life of Jesus will be revealed through our humanity. We consider living to mean that we are constantly being handed over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus will be revealed through our humanity. So then, death is at work in us. Despair is a reality of our human experience. Death is at work in us. Welcome to the human experience. But... It releases life in you. We have the same spirit of faith that is described in the scriptures when it says, first I believed, then I spoke in faith. The scripture continues. So we also first believe, then speak in faith. Faith. We do this. We, we, we believe by faith and we speak faith about what's set before us. Why? We do this because we are convinced that he who raised Jesus will raise us up with him and together we will be brought into his presence. That's what's set before you if you're a follower of Jesus. Why do we endure hardship without being destroyed? Because like verse 14 said, we do this because we are convinced that he who raised Jesus will raise us up with him. The joy set before Jesus was you and your salvation. And out of your salvation, the joy set before you is resurrection power that will raise us up with him. This is what we see set before us by faith. Now, Hebrews 12 verse 2 that we read earlier describes Jesus as the author and the finisher of our faith. In other words, he has written the final chapter of our stories through his story. 
And he declared that completed work when he said after enduring the cross, it is finished. Back to the Rugby World Cup moment. My father-in-law relaxed in the finished work of the Springboks because he knew how the story would end. And as followers of Jesus, we know too. You see, joy can be ahead of us without having to be around us because by faith, we rest in the finished work of our author who's already written the final chapter. Can I have an amen? Woo! Thank you, Jesus. You know what? Life sometimes sucks. Okay, really, Jesus said in this world you will have trouble. So if you thought I was just lacking faith, brother, you're wrong. Don't deny the reality of your humanity. Facts and faith work together. And the facts are that a lot of us are feeling despair. And there's a sense of despair. Yet, yet the joy can be ahead of us without having to be around us because by faith we rest in the finished work of our author who's already written the final chapter. I walk down the corridor of my despair and stand at the corner and in the middle of the struggle I have this kind of little smirk. Do you know what I mean? I'm like in despair, things are quite difficult but but, uh, I'm okay. Like my father-in-law can smirk a little bit because at the end of the day, even if I'm in the presence of struggle and despair, I know that the story ends with my deliverance. And if the joy is set before me, I can endure the suffering of my present. That is what true joy means in Christ. So when we hear these messages, choose joy. Well, give it a bash and tell me how it goes. You'll beat yourself up or you will fake it to make it. No, I'm full of joy, brother. You go home and you feel like killing yourself. Well, no, no, I, I don't feel suffering. I'm not depressed. I'm full of joy, brother. Or what if the joy is not about what's around you, but what's set before you by Christ? Therefore, because that is our truth, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12 to 13 in the New Testament speaks to us and says, Beloved, beloved, Do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal which is taking place to test you. That is to test the quality of your faith, as though something strange or unusual were happening to you. Your God, life is so hard. Why, Lord? Why, Lord? I thought you were going to bless me. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal which is taking place to test you, as though something strange or unusual were happening to you. But insofar as you are sharing Christ's sufferings, keep on rejoicing, so that when his glory is revealed, you may rejoice with great joy. You can rejoice Because there's joy set before you even when it's not around you. Because you know how the story ends. And so as followers of Jesus, we are called to live with the end in mind. That's how we're supposed to be living. With the end in mind. We know how the story ends. The joy set before us by Jesus. And as I reflected on that, 
I felt the Spirit remind me of the words preached by Jared Smith a few weeks ago where he said, our feelings reveal where we are, but our faith tells us where God is taking us. When Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane just before the start of his painful journey to the cross, he prayed to his Father saying, take this cup from me. He's like, is there not another way? I don't want to do this. What was happening there is he was revealing where he was in a place of anguish, fear, and despair. But the verse continues after praying, take this cup from me, in which he suddenly submits to his father's will and his words become, yet not what I will, but what you will. This reveals his faith based on where God was taking him beyond the despair and into deliverance. By faith, this was the joy set before him that gave him the strength to endure. Uh, I'm not feeling good and right now we're feeling despair. God, where are you? And then we can begin to see the joy set before us and say, yet not my will, your will be done. And we can then see the power of Christ where it says that for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. I could do it because I knew where I was going. By faith. So our joy is not rooted in our circumstances, but in what we believe about the end of our story. And what that means for us is that because our joy is rooted in our faith and not our feelings, it allows us to endure when there's resistance from our feelings. You know, I've been following Jesus for so long and I'm feeling despair for the first time in my life. I've tithed, I've put God first. There's no money, I have nothing left. Everything's gone wrong. I'm feeling despair, but I thank God that my joy is not rooted in my feelings, but my faith. And when I look, regardless of whatever chapter I'm in, the author and finisher of my faith has written the final chapter. And so the joy set before me gives me the strength to endure my present pain. Let's remember that faith is about trusting who God is, not making sense of what he does. Corey Ten Boom said, when a train goes through a tunnel and it gets dark, you don't throw away the ticket and jump off. You sit still and trust the engineer. Some of us this Christmas need to sit still and trust the engineer the author and the finisher. And by faith, we need to look past chapter one, two, and three, which are full of pain and despair. And remember that the final chapter has been written with the declaration of Christ saying it is finished. And do you know what happens at the end? We win. So trusting God to experience true joy is so important. And Romans chapter 15, verse 13 in the New Testament emphasizes this when Paul the Apostle writes, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as as you trust in Him. 
so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. This would have come up on the screen and I would have paused for a moment because you would have all taken your phones out to take screenshots. I pray this gets burnt into your heart. Our faith in our finish through Christ should give us the strength to endure with the, expe- with the expectation of our coming joy. Our faith in our finish through Christ should give us the strength to endure with the expectation of our coming joy. God's got it. Let's hold on. Even in the midst of our despair, we can endure because of the joy set before us when it's not around us.